Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. As it is your guys' job, I think this is going to be made a bigger deal than what it is. You know, we are in week five. Uh, last time I checked, you know, four wins doesn't get you into the playoffs. Um, we, we came into a hostile environment, played a really good team, um, ended up with a, with a win, and you know, that's, that's our goal each and every week, and to come out here uh, and to be resilient through the lightning delays and, um, and a couple plays here or there. But, again, I'm proud of our team for, for how we handled the situation. Coming in, like I said, away games are, are never easy, no matter who you're playing. And each week it's a different, different situation, uh, different matchup. Um, so you gotta, you got to go out there and execute a game plan. That's what we did today, and that's what we're going to have to continue to do. That is Josh Allen. And, well, they're pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. The Buffalo Bills are no doubt pretty good. We go around the NFL in a moment uh, here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Fred Morneau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz with you here on a Tuesday. We are live from Top Golf Tuesday at Top Golf each and every Tuesday during football season. Got to come on out. Well, I just set a record in the pressure game. Got to get the nine spots. I said it was play nine. That's like a card game that we play at home, but it's called pressure. Okay. 14 to hit nine targets. 14 swings. Okay. I think that's a new record for me. Uh, come on out, try to beat it. That's impressive. Maybe I'll buy you a burger if you beat it. I like it. Because I don't think you can. Uh, but you have to come out to do it and let me know if you did, and I want visual proof. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you can just say you did. Yeah, you know, I want visual proof. Uh, and I will say this, I got extremely lucky. I don't think I really hit it that well, but the bounces worked okay. Cool. But I don't care how you do it. Sometimes you got to be lucky than good. Uh, speaking of burgers... Uh, here at Top Golf, they just announced a new menu item, the Classic Burger. Uh, what sets it apart? Well, great crust, new tender bun, sauce that makes guests say, I don't know what that sauce is, but it makes it. <laughs> Go with American cheese and top with lettuce, tomato, and onion. It's be the second burger on Top Golf's menu, along with the Smokehouse Burger, that features bacon, barbecue sauce, cheddar, lettuce, tomato, and onion. And here's about this: if you say, and you come to uh, Top Golf, say. I want a burger? Well, you get a free Coke product with it as well. So that part will be free. So come try the new burger, and that happens until Sunday, really at all Top Golf locations. This one here in Jacksonville. Uh, get a free uh, Coke, Diet Coke, Coke product uh, when you try the new burger out here at Top Golf. Fred Martineau, Austin Lane, around the NFL. We will go in a moment, but let's talk Jags for a second. Uh, the short week, this London thing, I mean, I don't know how this all plays in, man. I, I don't think all the ex all this stuff now, I'm yeah. not sure I believe matters. The Jags came out of the gates awful against Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, they got better after that. The Jags played on Thursday night in a short week on the road on national TV, a place where they've stunk it up at times. They played well. Maybe their best game, quite frankly. Still lost. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer doesn't fly home. Urban Meyer video goes viral. That all takes place Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, leads into this game. I don't think the team was impacted by it. I, I didn't sense that their preparation was bad because of it. They're, they were distracted by it on the field, thought they played hard, thought they played well at times, thought they still played like they weren't a very good football team and lost 20 in a row at times. Mm -hmm. Now the Jags will go to London, and this will be a new experience for some. Urban Meyer himself, this staff. Uh, heck, James Robinson didn't have to go to London last year as a rookie. Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, 
So just think of all the young players they have. They haven't had this experience because they didn't go to London last year. I just don't know if any of this stuff's impacting them as a football team. I think it's more just, hey, they're slowly trying to find a win. Yeah. And now the question is, can they beat Miami and get a win, whether it's in London, Jacksonville, Miami, or Mars? <laughs> Obviously, this is Urban Meyer's first time playing in London, but he's around a bunch of coaches that have played in this game before. So in terms of getting the schedule right, making sure everyone's on the on the same page there, um, I'm not worried about that. You know, you're, you're playing a Miami Dolphins team that, you know, has been struggling in their own right. Um, are they getting Tua back? Do we know that for sure yet? Or are we still kind of waiting to see more? I think I'm right on this, Casey, right? Tua's gone. He's done, right? IR through this week. Yeah, I that is that, that, that right? is correct. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, I, I've so. kind of ruled him out anyway because I think, yeah, they have to go with Brissett. The okay. big question coming out on Sunday afternoon, if you, if you saw stuff, was like, well, Brissett might be out now. Yeah. Well, who are they going to play quarterback? Well, Brissett came back into the game, so I'm assuming he's going to play. Okay. Um, okay, so you're just taking on Brissett. I mean, on paper, compared to some other teams that you got coming up, this is definitely a winnable ball game. Now, how confident am I after what I saw against Tennessee? Well, not really, obviously. And you're playing in London. It's it's a, quote, home game, but it's not um, at your home field. I guess, Brent, and you've been to a couple of these London games. You, you've covered them. You've, you've been in that stadium. How important is it for this 0-5 team to come into London, you know, their, their home away from home, if you will, and put on a good performance for those fans? Or does it not really matter at this point? I don't think it matters. doesn't matter? No. All right. I think the, the shame of this week cool. is really, I think the shame of this week for the, for some people, like, I don't care about this stuff, but some people are going to fall into the, watch, Jags will win, they'll beat Miami, their first win of the Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer breaks the streak and it happens in London and you got a, that narrative of, the Jags had to leave the country to get a win, you know? The Jags okay. did it over there, but they couldn't do it here. I think some fans, it will irk them to get the win actually over there. Like, sure. I really do. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really care where they win right now. I'd like them to win a football game. Yeah. Uh, because the other stuff is getting exhausting. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> yes. So, I'm, I'm but I don't, I've been over there in London enough. The Jags do have a growing fan base over there. But it's a growing NFL base. That's the reality of it. The Jags ha have had an advantage over there in a lot of respects. And fans definitely have grown. There's more jerseys, but there are going to be plenty of Miami Dolphins jerseys over there. In fact, there are some, I think, uh, polls and and stuff out there that say the Dolphins are actually the most popular team over there. In oh, London. cool. Uh, That'll be so good, I, I've well, seen that. Well, and Again, I don't think it matters. You're going to see jerseys from the Chiefs. Or the sure, no, yeah, I get that. All that stuff. But, like, obviously the goal with playing a home game every year in London is to try to grow the brand and, you know, help your organization out. But obviously, that's probably an issue when you're 0 5 right now, right? Like, if 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 you're a newcomer to the sport of football, I mean, are you going to back an 0 5 team? Like, are you going to get on board with that, or do you want to watch a team go to the playoffs and cheer them through maybe a championship, so or a Super Bowl as they as we call it here? But um, so I, I think it is hard right now to try to grow that fan base overseas when, well, obviously the practice on the field has. Left, uh, you know, has left much to be desired, let's just say. Yeah, I think, I don't want to, uh, this is going to sound bad because I know we have a lot of folks, we have some folks, I don't know about a lot of folks, but I think we have folks that over across the pond that listen to the show and are diehard Jags fans. But I also think there's a sense of 
fans in London and that are just it's such a cool thing that they when they come over and there's such a minimal amount of games that are over there mm -hmm. that they really don't get wrapped in as much of the Jaguars have lost 20 in a row the Jaguars are not as good I think they're going to be excited to see Trevor Lawrence over there I think they're they know some of the Jags not all of them they're not Patrick Mahomes and household names like that but I think Trevor Lawrence James Robinson I think those kind of players, I think they're excited to watch them. It doesn't matter their record, how good you think they are, they think they are. Uh, now, to some, it does. I mean, but there are some diehard Jags fans over there. But isn't, sure. that, isn't that what you need? Like, it, it, wasn't that the goal to have a game in London? Was to have fans that are like that? Or else, uh, yeah, what, what are you so. playing over there for? Well, yeah, I think you want, so, I, you want to grow the game. Yeah. I mean, but what are you playing over there for? Okay, let me give you a simple answer. Money. Sure. <laughs> For the entire brand, the NFL, not just the Jags. I mean, dollars. That's why they're playing over there. They're growing the game, and there's articles out today. I saw in The Athletic that they're going to try to play in Germany next year, and they'll have four international games. Um, and a lot of the folks, I read this, that come over from Germany to London to watch. Mm -hmm. Germany is big. Uh, the yeah. NFL is big. And so it's, this is about saturation in the NFL and growing the game beyond the, the, the border of the United States. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. Uh, and money. <laughs> and so I don't know if the Jags need to be good. Now, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Right? I feel like it would help the, things, yeah. It certainly would help. But even in the past when the Jags stunk, they mm -hmm. brought Dallas over, right? Big brand. They brought San Francisco over. Big brand. And they were good at the time when they when they crushed the Jags over there. Yeah. Uh, and then the Jags have been okay. They beat the Bills over there in an exciting game. And the Ravens. Jags were good that year, right? Uh, no, sorry. That was the Ravens year. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say. I, I know there's a lot of Jags fans over there that really – are just as mad as the people here in Jacksonville that the Jags are 0-5 and, and have lost 20 in a row. Yeah. I, I, I know that. Yeah. But I do also believe that Trevor Lawrence being new is a way to grow the brand over there and grow the game over there. He is, he is somebody that they're going to put their arms around, whether they've lost 20 in a row or not. Sure. Uh, I think they appreciate that. All right, uh, Casey, let's go. I've chewed up a lot of you around the NFL time. Let's do it. That happens. That's all right. Uh... We'll start with the Bills. They obviously beat the Chiefs 38-20. to 20. Are you worried about the Chiefs, or are the Bills just a better team? I think you should be worried about the Chiefs' defense. I mean, did you see the through five games, the Chiefs have scored less points than they've given up? Yeah. I mean, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Can you fix it? Certainly. But the, the Chiefs' defense has always been a little suspect to begin with, for the most part. They have some good players. Uh, I think... I think it's a problem, though. I think it's a real deal. I, I, I'm a little concerned about the Chiefs right now. And if you look at it, I saw an article where who they could have drafted on defense instead of a guy like Clyde Edwards, Hello. Edwards Alaire, yeah. who just went on IR. Yeah. And they could. He, they haven't got a ton out of him. Is the point. Yeah. And they could have taken a guy. Uh, they they mentioned a couple players, but in there was like a guy like Trevon Diggs who went like 15 picks later. Sure. Like they could have beefed up their defense to help out, and they just kept piling on offense, piling on yeah. offense, piling on offense. Well, is that catching up to them? I think it's a fair question. No, it's definitely a fair question. I mean, I, I get at the time, though, you, you needed a running back like because you're going to be desperate in the next couple of years. So I, I get trying to pull the trigger on Edwards Hilaire because he is a guy that offers you both, uh, you know, running between the tackles and the receiving game. I get what they did there late towards the first round. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs' M.O. has always been a team that has explosive plays on offense and bends but does not break on defense. And occasionally they'll give you the big play on defense to cause a turnover. You haven't had the turnovers this year, it seems like, and obviously you're you're breaking, you're not bending right now. And and even their offense, to to be fair, I mean, yeah, they're they're still firing on, on pretty much every cylinder, but it's not like we've seen in the past in terms of explosive plays. Now, yes, Travis Kelsey's had some, 
Uh, Tyreek Hill has had some. Miko Hardman, eh, you sprinkle him every once in a while. But it just it seems a little different. And I'm not ready to say, all right, teams have figured out the Kansas City Chiefs because I'm not sure how you figure out that much speed, that much athleticism on that Chiefs offense. But for whatever reason right now, they've taken a step back uh, on offense and defense, it seems like. Well, the crazy thing is, like, they take a step back, but Patrick Mahomes still has 69% completion rate and 16 touchdown passes. <laughs> but what is that? That's 16 touchdown passes in five games? In five. In five? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, still, that's still three plus a game, man. <laughs> I know, man, but, like, <laughs> hey, expectations are high. I, I know. I, I mean, I get it. By the way, they're banged up a little bit, too. Yeah. And I think the Bills might have just put a blueprint out there again. Now, the teams want to play that or that, that cover two defense where they just would not let Tyreek Hill beat him deep. Yeah. They just wouldn't let anybody beat him deep, kept everything in front. That might be the way to do it. We've seen that before with the zone. Gus Bradley kind of did that to him in his own division with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Kind of made him think and the clock go off for Mahomes. So there's no doubt the zone is the way to go against uh, yeah. the Chiefs. Will more teams copycat it? All right, Casey. 89 combined points in the Browns-Chargers game. The Chargers score 26 in the fourth to win. Justin Herbert, two yards shy of 404 touchdowns. First off, crazy game. But second off, is he the front runner for the MVP at this point? Mm. Well, uh, I, I mean, you could, you could make the case Lamar Jackson just moved ahead because he's leading the NFL in rushing and passing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> not passing, no. Oh, he's, he's not leading the passing? He's fifth right now in passing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I get what you're saying. So, up there. I mean, Herbert is right in that conversation. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think Josh Allen's in that conversation. I think So, if you were to say, I would still say no to that. Mm-hmm. I would say there will be a West Coast bias on him. Mm-hmm. And I think these other guys started with more equity built up where the lean would go to them. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Allen or even a, a, a Lamar Jackson or even a Tom Brady, by there the way. It is. There, there, there's the guy I was looking for you to say. Yeah, obviously my pick to win MVP, I'm going with Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he leads the league right now in passing yards. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, not only that, but what has he got touchdown-wise? I mean, he's got to have like 21. He's got to be up there. And, and obviously you're, you're on a pretty solid team. So, yeah, go ahead and give me Tom Brady right now yeah, th- and, at this and, point. But, like, I got screwed here, Casey, because I had Russell Wilson as MVP to start the year, and he was on that kind of pace. Mm, and now he's going to... Yeah, yes, but then... He, was. The, he had but 16 then, touchdowns and no pace. Okay, but then they're... 16 and no pace. But then they're going to run the ball towards the second half of the season like they always do. And he was going to bevel. And he was going to be... Uh, <laughs> and then... No, that was Pete Carroll's call. And then he was going to be upset, and then he was going to fall apart and request a trade. Like, it was only a matter of time. Tom Brady is the correct answer here, and I'm just really kicking myself I didn't put any money down on that plus 1,000 uh, bet to start the season off. Of him winning the MVP. Yeah, that would have been a good bet, but yeah. too bad you can't go back and do that. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady's old team is the Patriots, if you didn't know. Uh, they needed 10 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Texans. Mac Jones obviously led him there. What does this do for Mac Jones going forward, knowing that he can now do it? Yeah, I mean, he did it against Houston, uh, but it's got a, it's a good confidence builder. I was reading something uh, out of Peter King. He said, Patriots are 9-12 and 12 since Brady left. Listen, the, the fact is, what we talked about in the rookie report card, the Patriots just aren't that good. They're not bad, mm-hmm. but they're just not that good. Like, they can coach the hell out of it if you want, and they do. Uh, they can play sound football, and most of the time they do, although they have fumble problems. But they're just not that good. I mean, you've got to be dynamic at the end of the day to be able to beat teams like the Bills and the Chiefs and what, what looks like uh, 
uh, any of the teams in AFC North, maybe, right? Yeah. I just don't see the Patriots there. I mean, Mac Jones is doing a nice job. They're doing everything he's asked. I don't feel like Mac is elevating their team. Now, maybe I'm just not watching it enough. I'm not sure he's doing that. I like, mean, like Herbert did that last year with the Chargers, right? No, for sure. But, like, do you feel like Fields is elevating his team? Or, like, even oh, no. you think Trevor? I mean, by the way, I'm not knocking yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, if you want me to so, put them in that kind of category, sure. you're going to have to find me the QB that Ma you're going to say Max hiding some of their warts. Sure. Well, I don't know if he's doing that. I think he's doing what he's asked to do. So, I'll say so this. So is Trevor, by the way. He's doing what he's asked to do. Yeah. He's not hiding warts, though. No, for sure. But I'll, but I'll say this to echo Brent when we start off the, the conversation by saying, I mean, this definitely is uh, a confidence builder for Mac Jones. And to me, this was the issue with Justin Herbert last year. Uh, after all the numbers and all the stats and everything, Herbert couldn't finish games. They, they, just, they simply didn't win last year, and they got a new coach because of it. I don't care who it's against. If you can go in down by 10 in the fourth quarter and you can command your team to come back and win a ball game, that does a lot for you. And it says a lot about the makeup that you're, that you're bringing to the table. So um, I think it's huge for Mac Jones. I think it's huge for the organization because in the past, we've seen rookie quarterbacks sometimes crumble. And I don't think Mac Jones did that regardless of who he's playing against. Last one here. We have two teams that were started out 3-0. and They're now 3-2. and That would be the Broncos who lost to the Steelers. And it pains me to say it, but the Panthers who lost to the Eagles at home. Bad mm -hmm. loss. Bad mm -hmm. loss. Who are the bigger frauds, the Broncos or the Panthers? No doubt the uh, Broncos. Plus, the Broncos had the easiest schedule. Go look at who they played. They mm -hmm. played the Jets, the Texans, and the Jags. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... We wondered that even when they were 3-0. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bridgewater is, again, a capable guy, probably not an above-the-X's-and-O's guy. He played really well in those first couple of games uh, against the Jags and the yeah. Jets. And I'm sorry, they played the Giants, not the Texans, I think, to start. They won 27-7. So okay. I think it's the Giants, the Jets, and the Jags, if I'm not mistaken. But you get the idea. They didn't. It wasn't like, whoa, what that start? Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even so with Carolina. Carolina played two easy ones. But they had mixed in a nice win over New Orleans. And I just feel like a little bit of Carolina is if McCaffrey's not going to be there, then it's hard to know exactly how good they can be. He wasn't there this last week. If they have, if they have McCaffrey, they're sitting at 4-1. and one. They would have won that game, in my opinion. They blew a 15-3 lead, I think it was. No, for sure. Um, yeah, to me, I mean, to answer that question, you have to go with who's – the better team who's the worst team and to me the Panthers are the better team the Broncos are the worst team so I think the pretenders are the Broncos but Casey don't hang your head too much there Casey and Carolina Panthers fans right the Eagles are an up-and-coming team oh, Eagles, yeah. are, e Eagles are a pretty solid team all right like let's not sleep right now on the Philadelphia Eagles and, and, and Jalen Hurts yeah it was a rough first half I watched that game a little bit I was I was getting ready to turn it off but then Second half comes around, leadership starts to prevail, and Jalen Hurts rallies him, Brendan. He can't sleep right now on this Eagles team. Yeah, Two and three. Eagles Two down. more wins than the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, uh, Two more wins than the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's true. Yes. Uh, by the way, Jalen Hurts, I saw a stat. He's got 87% of their offense. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> that's good, but that's good. not really kind well, of yeah, what you want to be doing. No, definitely not. But, but <laughs> Lamar good. Jackson had like 500 out of the 523 <laughs> yards <laughs> yesterday <laughs> for the uh, Ravens. So yeah. maybe it does work, Casey. Yeah. Potentially. Got some rapid fire. Somehow that involves the Jags a couple times. We'll start with the Cardinals who remain unbeaten. What happens first, the Jags win or the Cardinals lose? Hmm. I don't even know what the Cardinals, but let me help you out here. Uh, this, hold on, the rapid fire that stopped the clock. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. Let me, let me find out 
<laughs> Meanwhile, while, while Brent's looking this up, my bet of uh, Cardinals getting eight wins this year looking extra good right yeah. now. Extra yeah. juicy. I mean, these picks looking pretty good for me. It's a good thing they have a 17-game season or that would be in general. Oh, I, I'd be, yeah, I'd be definitely <laughs> shaking in my boots right now. All right, so the Browns are next. Okay. The Texans after that, that's the win. And then the Packers. Mm. Uh, the next three weeks. The Jags have uh, the Dolphins a bye week. They won't lose <laughs> Can they that. win the bye? And uh, then Seattle without Russell Wilson. But it's out there, so yeah, they never went out there. Yeah, yeah. I actually feel like the Jags might win this week in London. So I'm going to say the Jags. <sighs> Go ahead and give me the Jags as well. But Arizona could lose to the Cleveland. Oh, for sure. Oh, and Green Bay. Yeah, but that yeah. would be three weeks. Three weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, good. That's a good question, man. I like that I one. I think most people, by the way, would take Arizona because mm -hmm. it's just so hard to be undefeated in the NFL. Yep. They're the only undefeated team. Mm -hmm. But they do win a variety of ways now. Their offense was sluggish. Kyler Murray was just okay against San Francisco, and their defense shut them down. Good. Another, right, sorry, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're Giannis Adekempo shooting a free throw right now, but please bear with us, Casey. That's all right. Uh, the Giants, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, all hurt. They lose to the Cowboys. Not, not a good situation for the Giants. The original question was, are they in a worse spot than the Jags? But judging by what you just answered, you kind of answered that. So, in general, just give me, like, if you give me your thoughts on the Giants. What do they do at this point since all of their at least decent players are hurt? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's too bad, too, because Daniel Jones was kind of starting to get the MVP race, I think. 0.6% um, <laughs> like interception rate for Daniel Jones, if you didn't I mean, know. definitely win a game, though, now first before he had MVP talk. In the head. By the way, did you see the thing, like, uh, Kadarius Tony later punched, yes. obviously, and got ejected. Loved intensity. But as he went over to uh, Daniel Jones on the cart, who was wobbly to even begin with, yeah. he, like, headbutts him. Oh, did I didn't, you see I didn't, that? I didn't see that he was like, gives him five and like headbutts him. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, the guy's got a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Thank you, Darius. Let's see their head a little more. Uh, the Giants are a mess. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Giants are a mess. They're just not good. And if Mike Lennon's going to quarterback him, I, I won't pick him to win. No, for sure. Um, I think Saquon Barkley, obviously, you got to hope for the best with him. You hate to see that year after year, man, because that guy is a freak of nature. Just, you know, he's, he's had a rough string of luck. And if I'm the organization, what what am I doing now? I, I'm taking a good, hard look at this draft class coming up in the quarterback class, to be specific. <laughs> and I'm trying to see who the best quarterback so is. Maybe. A, you know what you know I'm going to do? What, what are the Giants playing next week? Uh, I don't care. I'm going to Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I'm going to Liberty. And I'm checking out their uh, quarterback over there and see what he's got on the Wilson. table. They liberty, the Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Else, uh, we got one more, and that is about Tom Brady, who was 30 for 41 for 411 and 5. Um, I just That's put good. how question mark, so I'll let you go with what you want to do there, but it just, how does it keep happening? Yeah, I, I see that a lot. It's like, okay, so we get that. Like, the bottom line is nothing is going to change for Tom Brady until he loses, I've said this for years, until he loses something off his fastball. He can still chuck the football. Like, you can tell me that he looks like he's 28. You can tell me he doesn't drink coffee and he takes care of his body, whatever <laughs> it is. You can tell me that he's healthy and he's in good shape for a 44-year-old. That's fine. But the bottom line is, Peyton Manning looks good on TV on Monday nights as well. He does. Peyton Manning couldn't throw it 12 yards anymore. That's the reason why Peyton Manning had to get out. Because of injuries. Because of injuries. Yeah. Tom Brady... And whether it's injuries or you just lose something off your fastball because your arm gets old and tired, 
and becomes a spaghetti noodle. Yes. You know, that has not happened. Yeah. Like, this is going back five, six years. The reason why Tom Brady can still get it done, mentally, he obviously knows the game better than anybody. The game is slower than anybody else that plays the game for Tom Brady. Yes. Right? Yes. And he's got a number of weapons, so he doesn't have to do as much as he even used to do probably at New England. So he's set up for great success. But in this game, you still better be able to throw the fastball when the time comes. And I think that is the attribute that people sleep on. They talk about how old he is. Well, his arm's still playing like he's 34. And as long as he does that, he could play another six years. Casey, what was the question again? What was the exact question? How? He's not eating Subway bread. And that's it. That's all I got to say. We'll watch the commercials. He's, he's, he's giving us the secrets right there. He's not eating Subway bread. The guy's unbelievable. He is, uh, he is but, amazing. But the bread is good. He's got it cooking. That's bread for is sure. good. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the bread, but he's got the football cooking. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Uh, that is around the NFL. And uh, we discussed more. I don't know if you guys know this, but the Red Sox are going to the ALCS. They think, but they're going to the ALCS. Here we go. Yep. Uh, Another series. Brent can complain how bad they are. Just saved a lot of money. All the way to the World Series. Can't wait. Saved a lot of money. <laughs> on Saturday. Might as well go play golf instead. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Boy, that was a confident Casey, confident Ty, confident everybody I'll last confident. week going into this. Uh, yeah, man. Series. A non-confident. I should be like this more often. Should almost just not root for the Red Sox and maybe good things will happen. I'm telling you. If they make the World Series, Brent, I don't want to hear a peep. What a catastrophe to baseball if the Red Sox were to be in the World Series. I don't, don't want to hear a peep out of you. Well, we'll take it. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Hey, what's up? It's Austin Lane. Check out Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 or ESPN690.com. Uh, not too many people gave us a chance, um, you know, from the get-go. But we believe, you know, we always said that we had a good baseball team that you know, has some holes, and we still have some holes. But uh, at the end, you know, for how bad it looks sometimes, uh, we're still here. We're still in the dance, we're still in the tournament, and uh, we're moving on to the ALCS. Well, at least, uh, at least he admits it, that they can be bad sometimes. Sure, <laughs> that sure. That is Alex Cora. I also want to mention, by the way, uh, before we get on to some of this baseball chatter and, and this incredible story of, not the Red Sox, but the guy who caught the home runs, uh, uh, that in a moment. But uh, don't forget to visit UNFOspreys.com. Season tickets on sale now for uh, the basketball programs just around the corner. Check out UNFOspreys.com for everything going on with Ospreys Athletics and the University of North Florida and to uh, buy some season tickets for the basketball teams as uh, the season is on the horizon. Fred Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Tuesdays from Top Golf. Josh Kobe will join us in just a little bit. I guess we'll talk some kickers and, and other things. Uh, but... The Red Sox, Casey Kurtz. Listen, when you get hot with the bats, you get hot with the bats. I mean, they had 56 hits in four games. <laughs> I don't know how to slow that down. I mean, I know the Red Sox could hit. They have a good lineup. Their defense and their bullpen showed up in that game. They gave the Rays a chance. They got a leadoff double. Well, not a leadoff double, but a double. The guy on second, nobody out. And the Rays couldn't get the job done. Wander Franco's unbelievable. But let's be honest. I mean, you got to get a ground ball to the right side or you got to get that guy in. And, and they weren't able to do it. The Red Sox in the end in the ninth were able to play some of that small ball, push a run over, do some situational hitting stuff, which I think they've been good at uh, in the last uh, couple, of, well, really the last decade. 
and that's why I think the Yankees haven't gone as far. Uh, the Red Sox are pretty good at that situational hitting stuff, and they end up winning. But Casey, the Rays just, uh, it's almost like they spent their energy in the first couple of games, spent their arms. And I think Smoltz brought it up. They need to win like a shorter series. They need to shorten this to kind of go to what they want to do, their strength. They just don't have enough starting pitching. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure if you threw Nolan Ryan out there, they were going to slow down the Boston Bats. Yeah, I mean, that that was the problem. I I wanted at the deadline so badly they had to get a pitcher, and they just did not do it. Um, and it worked out all – I mean, in the regular season, you know, when you're at the trade deadline, you were already okay. You were going to make the playoffs. It was pretty much obvious. They don't – they didn't go for – they didn't do anything when they lost Tyler Glass now besides call up Shane Boz and these guys who were good. But Shane Boz has only pitched twice before the playoff game. So that was questionable. They didn't – you're right. They didn't have the pitching – they went all year and didn't address it when they knew they had to, and it backfired on them in a way that they did not see coming. Uh, all right, so, by the way, I think they should have, like, if it's the Astros who are winning, are they still winning? There was up 5-1 on the White Sox. It is still 5-1, to one, yes. All right, so if it's the Astros against the Red Sox, Astros obviously with the, the cheating scandal. Alex Cora had to sit out a year because of the cheating scandal. Uh, it, that series should at least be sponsored by, like, Waste Management or something. <laughs> yeah, it's an idea. It's not good. It's not. I can't imagine. I mean, the Red Sox are a huge brand as it, are, as it is, and then the Astros are a brand to Houston, I guess. But I think for most baseball fans, you got cheaters and cheaters, and that's not good for baseball. Yeah. Do you sense – see, I, I saw – I. I saw some people be like, hey, there shouldn't be a law back in the game. And so, to me, they serve their penance and, and punishment. People don't forget, Brent. But they did. I mean, Cora had to get out for a year, right? I mean, the, the Sox hired him back. Uh, Houston, what, whatever his name was, was no longer there. AJ uh, he lost his job. Yeah, right? And, and now Dusty Baker's there. I know the players, it doesn't feel like really served much <laughs> or paid for much. Their reputation did. I don't feel that way about the series. By the way, I wouldn't say I'd say the same thing. This has nothing to do with the Red Sox. So I'm talking about Cora. I'm talking about Houston. I just feel like, hey, they they serve their punishment. It's kind of like Braun, right? Like when Braun, I didn't think Braun being back in baseball and hitting home runs and winning games for the Brewers was a problem. He, he served his punishment when he got caught and busted. No, but obviously when Braun came back and he served his punishment, though, people still thought of him differently. Yeah, they do. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was never the same after that again. And I think the same thing could be said with Cora. It's true. I'm not saying you yeah. should have liked them. Yeah, yeah. But I think there are people that say they shouldn't even be here still. Like doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't feel that way. I don't know if you feel that way, Kay. I know you have a big problem with Houston. Uh, but I, I just don't know what other people want. You don't have to like them. I just think it's not good. I mean, I guess it's not good for baseball. It's not the best look for baseball. But I mean, I, I guess. I mean, if they were in, in it three years from now, is it a better look? Yes. It's a start. Because here's the thing. You're right. They served what they were given, but they weren't given enough. They should not be in the position to be able to compete for a World Series right now. And that should have been done by Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. It wasn't done, and they served what they were given, so it's fair. But in the NCAA, you can't compete for so many years after you do something. The Astros should be under the same punishment. They're not, and here we are. Yeah, I, uh, that's an interesting view. Um, but we all hate the NCAA for a lot of the things they make up. I'm not sure they should be the... <laughs> the blueprint on punishment and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for, seriously, Casey, this goes back to, what was it, 18? 19. 19. Mm -hmm. Was it 19? 
Gotta get my years confused, especially with COVID. Yeah. So it was 19, right? And then they didn't really have to face the music last year because there weren't fans in the stands and it was a short season. Correct. So, like, how long should they have been? Like, what's the probation? Like, how, like, should they have got three years without the playoffs? Like, even if they won the division? What? I mean, there should be, here's the thing. If you, if you say, even if you say one year, it shouldn't have counted in the COVID year because it was shortened. That's just, it, there's no punishment there. Yeah, they should, I mean, they, they cheat. I don't know, Brent. I, I think it's so atrocious that they didn't get punished more than they did. Like, A.J. Hinch got fired. Big whoop. He's now the manager of the Tigers. I'm sure he's not missing out on any millions. He still yeah. has his World Series ring that he cheated for. True. Um, he sat out. I mean, you know, they it, sat out. Something, yeah. they, there should have been some sort of ban, but there wasn't, so everything's fine. I think, I just think people like casuals, you're not helping grow the game at all. But on the flip side, I think... Everyone is so against the Astros. People like me who do not like the Red Sox at all, I'm kind of like, well, they got Kyle Schwarber. I kind of like him and Kike Hernandez. So now I'm like, all right, the Red Sox. And who would have thought we got there? That's just how much I think people do not like the Astros and what they did and why they shouldn't be allowed in. Oddly enough, like the Red Sox are kind of like the underdog of this postseason now, which is weird because they're a big market team, spends a ton of money, and they've won before, right? I mean, they can easily be hated as well, and I would understand that. Um, it's just an interesting view on it. I, I don't know how long they should pay for it. Um, it's debatable. And the other thing is I always just believe there's cheating in baseball all the time. I mean, they had to stop pitchers this year midseason from using substances because every one of them was doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they weren't doing it as egregious. Well, they were doing it egregiously. Just everybody was doing it. Correct. They weren't doing it banging trash cans and using technology. But they were doing it, mm-hmm. and it was, like, widely accepted for years by hitters and pitchers. Mm-hmm. It's just a, na- is a cheating nature in sports, which also, by the way, is why Shoeless Joe Jackson and Pete Rose and all those people that got banned should be in the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. I know. I a, they're all different circumstances. I Not for sure. My point being is by nature, the sport of baseball, there's almost like you're rewarded for being able to steal signals, pick up things get the advantage and and but baseball has allowed it from steroids to illegal substances with pitchers and they just obviously didn't want to go in with trash cans <laughs> no for sure but at the end of the day like that what the astros did was a direct result to winning the championship it certainly the, felt w- was winning the world yeah. series so like you you essentially you you know you, you put the whole game at risk like yeah, yeah. You, 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 the you, integrity you, of the game you, yeah the integrity and like you corrupted the whole system because well you won the thing you know like, it's one thing like with Pete Rose I get it you're like, gambling okay but like you're betting on yourself right you're betting on baseball but like that result did not have an effect of you you know violating the entire league and winning a uh, world series because of that that happened with the Astros so to me it's on a separate plane even from Pete Rose yeah uh, that's probably true that's probably true uh, I let me add one more thing, baseball-wise. I know we got to go. We're going late. But, Casey, mm-hmm. you live in this world where you'll go get autographs and stuff like that, right, uh, for, mm-hmm. you know, star athletes and, you know, kind of use it to get through college. You know that world uh, yep. very well. What is the world where this guy lives in that he goes and buys a ticket to Fenway Park just to go catch a home run ball, and he ends up with two of them? Whew. Yeah. Uh, the First of all, the story on – on him is incredible he, he does this all the time but it's just I don't understand how you can put yourself in such a great position consistently over and over again in the stands of a sold-out crowd in different uh, stadiums but yeah what a what a moment uh, 
he has a YouTube page. Zach Hempel would be his name. I believe is how you say it. And it's just it's just incredible. And once again, on the biggest stage, dude is catching home run balls with, you know, 30,000 people in attendance. But he's the one, and he caught them both. It's just amazing. But this is not new either. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the YouTube page. I got to click on that because you told me about it. But, like, this story, these stories have been going on for decades. Like, guys go to games yep. to oh, catch yeah, there's, the ball. I saw, like, a documentary on, on something. It was, like, a 20-minute documentary about these guys. Like, they have it all planned out in terms of the analytics and everything of where to stand. It's just it's insane. And to catch both of those home runs, I mean, it's, like, what I would do, wouldn't I try to figure out how to win the lottery before doing that? Seems no, about as, sure. That seems about as – I know it's a better odds because you got 35,000 people in there. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of feels like the same type of thing. Or, or go to – a casino and count cards. Did I, know. I say that out loud? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Brent Martin, everybody. That's at Brent A.S. Jacks on Twitter. It is the most, that is the most bizarre, it's just a weird world. Like, I would yeah. think that people existed to do that. Yeah. But there are people that exist to do a lot of things. To do anything. From selling <laughs> tickets to, yeah. to it. it's just a wild thing to put your energy toward. It's wild. And it works. Sure. No, I mean, and I forgot the, the guy's, do you know the guy's name? He, he uh, Casey just said it. Hempel is that Hempel, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple of these guys who literally this travel the country and they get like the home run balls, and then like they'll go to the home run derbies and they know exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. Like, the, like the I could see going to like a Mike Stanton or like Giancarlo Stanton batting practice at Yankee Stadium to get a ball. Sure, sure. But that's not what they're doing. They're like hoping he hits one, and, it, and I'm in row, I'm in section 302, yeah. row X yeah. to catch it. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna knock your game, man. If that's what you do, that's what you do. But at the same time, like, for what? I mean, just to Casey, say you were there. How much money will he make from those balls? Like, why is he doing it? Uh, unconfirmed. Like, the hardest thing to judge value. Like, I've always thought it's confusing when people like in that situation. Why? Why does somebody sitting at their house think they need that? Honestly, like it's it's I, I, that's it's always been weird to me. Like people that buy home run balls, like I feel like the value to that is you catch it. But then people do buy stuff. I, there's no real reason for why people buy anything, and that's why Amazon's super rich. But I mean, it's just it seems like something that you wouldn't buy. It's more of a memory thing, but it it it, it is a it's thing. Just a, it's just a piece of history, and if you have the money, like that's what you're, you're gonna blow it on, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, me personally, I wouldn't do it. I actually feel like it's more of a game. Like almost like it's almost like the feat of running a marathon. Like, I'm going to work hard. I want to say I ran a marathon. Well, this guy wants to go out and say, I can do this. I'm going to go. You know, it's almost yeah. more that than about the money you make. But then, it. like, if, if that's the case, then, like, show off the ticket stub. And just like you show off a, you know, you, you ran, what, 20-whatever miles yeah. uh, on the sticker in the back of your car that you put up when you ran a marathon. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it, but it's wild. I mean, it is absolutely, uh, what a wild world that is a part of. Hey, uh, we've got some football news coming. Blake Bortles might be back in the NFL, and the Jazz could face him soon. Uh oh And Tua off the list. And likely, looks like he'll play. If they took him off the IR, so he was eligible, now they had to make that decision. Well, looks like he could play in London. So it's time. Good face to a, uh, we talk about that when we come back. Tuesdays at Topgolf. Josh Gobi joins us uh, in uh, just a few minutes as well. We'll be back from Topgolf right after this. Um, honestly, uh, even when I went home, I was just sick to my stomach, just obviously for the outcome of the game and just for the, you know, the kind of mistakes that I had that kind of, uh, you know, that, that led to big plays on the defense. So, I mean, obviously it was good to get, you know, and have good plays and, you know, standout plays, but we won five, some, some, some got to change. Who was that? That was uh, Colts. Carson Wentz? Nah. 
Let me guess. That was like, uh, let me Jonathan try. Taylor? Uh, Darius Leonard. Yeah, that was Caleb on Chase on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, I haven't heard from Caleb on in a while. <laughs> Missed it by that much. I had the defense. Sure. There you go. Linebacker. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. Oh, and five was telling there, but oh yeah, I've okay. not heard that part. I didn't hear a word he said. I might have better look it up in, in my details just to tell you a little bit about CGC Water coming up on Saturday, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Customer Appreciation Day at 2181 St. John's Bluff Road at CGC Water in Jacksonville. Go on out; it's worth the trip. Uh, they'll have some special discounts, giveaways, guests as well. So uh, find out more about a Connecticut system like we have at our house. Go to CGC Water, 2181 St. John's Bluff Road, this Saturday, Customer Appreciation Day. And remember, if you're not filtering your water, you are the filter. Check more out at cgcwater.com. Brent Martineau along with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Live from Top Golf Tuesdays at Top Golf. Kalamon Chase, we didn't talk about him much yesterday. Played well, didn't he? I mean, for the, again, is, we, yeah. we kind of dissected that one play. I think it was on him. I don't yeah. know what he said today about if it was on him. But outside, let's just say we saw 45 more impactful than we've ever seen him in a Jags uniform. Fair enough. It was his best game by far, yes. Yeah. For sure. Now, obviously, you probably want to see this a little sooner, but better late than never. And hopefully he can build off this now and keep on being disruptive in the backfield. Yeah, listen, I, I think that would be a good... Some guys take slower, longer to come along. I well, mean, if he is... Especially a guy who's playing out of position his first year. Yeah, I mean, if we get to the back end of this year and we're starting to see some signs, I mean, that's what you get, leave hope for, right? Correct. I mean, that, that's what they hope happens to him. Hey, Tua comes off the list. I would expect him to play on Sunday instead of Brissette, right? Yeah, I mean, unless it's a little bit of gamesmanship, but I feel like if you take him off the list, he's ready to go. So I expect to see Tua. Does it matter, Sunday. though? Like, to me, I don't care who if it's Tua or Jacoby. Like, Tua doesn't scare me. Jacoby's done enough in the NFL. I mean, I yeah, think can beat the Jags, but no, neither sure. one's like, Oh, my gosh, this really changes everything. No, not even close, but I think the ceiling of, of Tua is higher than Jacob Brissett right now That's in their true. respective careers. And obviously, Tua is going to come out, if he, assuming he is playing, ready to go and, and firing all cylinders and prove that he is the guy for the starting quarterback job. So maybe you see the best Tua. Yeah, but you're not going to see the ceiling hit this week is my point. I mean, right. he just hasn't showed that stuff, I don't think. I, yeah. mean, I mean, everybody might show it against the I Jags mean, Brent, Brent, you say that, and all of a sudden we're sitting here <laughs> Monday, and then Tua's got five, five touchdowns and everything. <laughs> uh, and uh, lastly, Blake Bortles getting a workout, by the way, with Seattle. So maybe yeah. he'll be the starting quarterback in a couple of weeks Wow. <laughs> when the Jags go out there. Storylines. I mean, do you, do, you, do you flex that to Sunday night, or how does that work? <laughs> we flex it NBC. to probably CBS 47 or Fox yeah, 7. Yeah, yeah. There you go, man. Well, did you see Blake went full bald, by the way? He did. I saw his speech, did you, you know, at it? UCF. Yeah. He shaved his head. Yeah. Oh, okay. He gave bald Blake, speech. he's dangerous. No surprise, of course, because he was into the Hall of Fame at UCF. Of course, obviously. Uh, said the first game he ever went to at UCF, he wore a Texas Longhorns shirt. Very on brand. Very on brand, boy. He's a big uh, Vince uh, Young fan growing sure, up. Sure, sure. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Tuesday's at Top Golf. Josh Scobie's right over here. He joins us next. Uh, yeah, we'll talk some kickers. Why not? Let's do it. And we talk more than that, of course. But it's coming up on ESPN 690.